the Earth Shrine. And, and uh, once we've got to the back of the hall, we invite you to come and join us there. And we're going to begin this morning with a ceremony, which we'll do each morning. <clears throat> We wanted to make a, a, we have a shrine to the Buddha and Prajnaparamita, who are the uh, symbols of awakening. And uh, we also wanted to make a shrine to the earth and the four elements, because uh, we are embodied, we are embodied beings on this path of awakening. So we have, um, on this shrine, we have uh, elements of the earth, nature, <clears throat> um, um, branches and fruits, and we have candles, which will be lit in a moment, and then we have water. And uh, so each morning at this time, we're going to gather here, one of us will light the candles, and then we'll pour this water. So in here we have water, and it's going to be poured into this these two bowls here, which you can come, you can see as you come out. Maybe I'll lift them up. <coughs> and this is an so there's a one bowl with another bowl inside. And this is a, a very old practice in the Theravada tradition of uh, sharing the good energy of our practice, so sharing the merits or the punya, the good energy of our practice for the benefit of others. And the small bowl represents, it, it can represent somebody or a particular situation that you want to share the good energy with. And as we pour the water in, so one of us will be doing that each day. As we pour the water in, we're doing that on behalf of all of us. And then <clears throat> it spills over from the one bowl into the bigger bowl. And that's wishing that this good energy may benefit all beings. And then at the, in the evening, each evening, we'll take this water out and we'll offer it to, to the earth, to one of the trees. And that's also sharing the merits, the punya with the earth. So uh, we invite you to really be part of this ceremony you know, in your heart, in your intention. And it's, it's very important that we practice for our own liberation to, to have a, a better, uh, more peaceful mind and then ultimately to be completely attuned with reality and to be completely free. And uh, part of reality is that we're completely interconnected. You know, we're individual, we're totally unique and individual and we're completely interconnected with all things. So this is uh, this ceremony is is remembering to share the merits of our practice with uh, for the benefit of this being you know, our own our own being, our loved ones and all beings. And we invite you also to, uh, if you want to, if you have a, a name of somebody in particular you'd like to remember, or a, a picture of somebody, or a situation that you'd like to remember, you can write on a small. Just use a small piece of paper and you can write and leave it on the shrine here. 
So as we do the ceremony each morning, it'll probably grow. The shrine will grow. And if you if you don't have, uh, if you would like to instead to bring just a small piece, like a leaf or a small stone, in as a symbol of of a person or a place or a situation that you'd like to have remembered on the shrine, then you can just bring that and put it on the shrine here. No, Liwe, would you kindly light the candles? So we have the fire element and the air element, they work together. have the earth element, the table itself, and the greens, and I'm going to pour the water. So as I pour the water, just hold that intention that this, this day of practice, may it benefit you, may it benefit those you are connected to, that you know, the, those you care about, and may it benefit all beings, those you know, don't know, love, don't love, all beings in all realms. Somehow this, uh, it just happens to work out just perfectly that the water from this pitcher um, fills the smaller bowl, smaller bowl and as it, as it um, goes into the bigger bowl, there is no separation between one and the other. So this is kind of how it is for each of us. You know, we feel like very separate individuals, but ultimately it's, it's like this. We're not really separate. So this is for our contemplation. Okay. So we're going to invite you to return to your seats and we'll have a renunciation ceremony this morning. There's some blue tape and pen in the foyer, just in case you need to add your name to your technology.
one thing I want to explicitly name. Well, first off, good morning, blessed risings, peace. Everything that we have been offering that going even back to the moment you signed up for this retreat and the energies that led up to you signing, these energies that are supporting the continuity of our practice, that's continuity of mindfulness. And technology, renunciation is one of those. We use this language for technology, especially our cell phones and iPads and things. We understand them as rare earth elements being made up of rare earth without recognizing that we ourselves are rare earth. Each of you uniquely expressing this earth in very beautiful, rare ways. And we're practicing here to truly understand what that expression is. So I'll go through a little bit of the suggested form. My Zen side gets excited about forms. (laughs) But my Zen side also says, don't be attached to forms. So we have two baskets here. This one that's right here, one that is there. We're going to ask for folks to come up from my far right side, your far left side, my far left side, your far right side. These two sides come up in pairs and offer. And this is a celebration. This is a renunciation for everyone and anyone don't have to physically have something to put in the basket. Like we mentioned, you may have already renounced your phone. You may have something that you are keeping, but it's really being with that intention. So you're offering the intention, and you're allowing us as a Sangha to bear witness, to be with you, to be with us. I ring the bell each offering. You'll find your rhythm. You can bow. You can shake to a chant, to a wusa, whatever feels present for you in that moment. At the very beginning, before we begin, we're going to offer a bell for those who would like to stay where they are and offer from your current location. So we begin that way, and then from there, beginning with the rows closest to these baskets, and then the next row, and the next row. All of this is optional, but I highly encourage it. We highly encourage it. I tend not to offer this in silence. I do like to chant during this part. This is not something that I cleared with the team here. 
Uh, but in honor of Buddha Dhamma Sangha, there's that chant, Buddha Dhamma Sangha, one day, mm-hmm. one day spelled V-A-N-D-E, as in to, to revere, to honor the Buddha Dhamma Sangha. So this is in relationship to us going for refuge as well. Some of you know this chant. I'll begin the chant It's very cyclical, harmonic. You find your voice, you chant how your heart desires. anything that needs more clarifying. All right. So beginning in honor of our Sangha, who would like to offer from where they are located in this hall. May we collectively come into contact and recognition of this intention to let go, to renounce, to fast. Ring the bell in honor for this offering. row, please feel free to make your way up to the sides and return in the middle. Buddha, Buddha, 
Sangha. Uh-huh. 
going to have some time of meditation now. So find a, a posture for meditation that's comfortable enough.
It's helpful to have a good foundation beneath you. So if you're, you have a, you can have your knees as much as possible down on the mat. Mine take a minute or two to get there. If you're sitting on a chair, it's very helpful to have your feet on the ground or on a cushion. And if you're sitting cross-legged with, with uh, mats and cushions, it's very helpful just to tip, have something that tips the base of your spine, uh, tips your, your pelvis forward a little bit. So it just raises the base of your spine a little. And Kimber will be giving more instruction later today on posture. Feeling the foundation beneath you, the, the ground beneath you. Feeling the space of your seat, your place in the hall. Letting yourself fully occupy this place, this body, on this seat, in this moment. Many of you are new to this practice, so there might be a lot of thinking, a lot of doubts, a lot of questions. I'd like to invite you to if that's going on, just recognize that and bring your attention away from the thoughts into your body sitting here. So the Buddha tells us that everything we need for full awakening is right here in this body. It's kind of a profound statement. So our body is our teacher. Taking a moment to find your, your posture and your place on this seat. Taking a few deep breaths, deep embodied breaths and letting go. Just noticing if the mind wants to pull you into the past, things that, you know, from, from whatever you just came from yesterday, or into the future, projecting into ideas of how it's going to be. Just recognizing that all of that is just mind stuff, thoughts, fabrications. And this body is right here your physical body. The body is always here, always now. So coming into contact with the body, 
Feeling your, feeling the pressure of your body on the seat. Not just thinking about it, but being right in the body. Sitting on a chair, you might be able to feel your feet on the ground. If you're on a cushion, you can probably feel pressure on your legs or feet as you sit. Just letting this contact bring you into the body, into your body, sitting here right now. Allowing yourself to relax into this seat, this place. And at the same time, having a sense of alertness. So if we're too relaxed, we fall asleep. We miss the opportunity. If we're too energetic, too uh, tight, then we find ourselves very tense. And often when we're tense, we go up into the mind, into the thinking. We want to find that balance. Where we're relaxed and alert. The body is breathing. The body breathes all the time, whether we're awake or asleep, whether we're conscious or unconscious, the body is breathing. We can bring attention to this natural process. I'd like to invite you to come down into your belly it's helpful you can put a hand on your belly. Just notice how with each breath the belly moves. All being well. And if it's not moving at all, maybe you need to take a few deep breaths into the belly. Stretch your belly a little. So the whole body receives the breath. life-giving breath. And just being aware of the rising and falling of your belly with each breath. So, you know, we're used to having lots of distractions and uh, stimulation. The mind is used to being stimulated a lot and entertained. And on this retreat, it's going to have to be 
fasting. It'll be different. But it enables the rest of you to have more of a place. It enables the body and the wisdom of the body to be able to be seen, acknowledged, listened to. So there's this essential journey of coming from the head into the into the body. Sharing is really like the all the head likes to take all the attention. Giving the head a break for a while and coming down into the simple rhythm of the body, the belly rising and falling with each breath. I want to invite you to pay attention to this as though you've never noticed it before. So there's nothing more important than knowing each movement of the rising and falling of the belly. Noticing how it's changing in every moment. might think, you know, we experience it once or twice, and like, oh yeah, I know that, okay, it's like that. But actually, if we pay attention, we see it's changing every moment. So being in the belly, with full attention, with each in-breath and each out-breath, It would be helpful to close your eyes or to keep your gaze down to just in front of you. This helps to bring your attention inward.
It can be that our rational mind tries to make sense, starts grappling. So it takes a little bit of trust. But the body has its own wisdom to reveal to us. Dropping again down into the belly. Feeling its movement with each breath. And if you're feeling tense, you can pay particular attention to the out-breath, just letting go on the out-breath. If you're feeling sleepy, check your posture. And pay particular attention to the in-breath, the life-giving breath. So we can balance our energy in this way.
It's very natural when we first see it to the beginning of a retreat to get restless and the body starts to feel uncomfortable. You want to try and get away from the discomfort. Mind wanders here and there. This is, uh, this is the nature of things. And in this practice, you know, we call it a practice because we have to we have to work at it, just like if we were learning a, a musical instrument. Much as it might be delightful to just pick up a violin and be able to play it brilliantly, it generally doesn't work that way. First it's a little scratchy and screechy. And then over time, if we stay with it, and if we put a bit of love into it, start to make some beautiful sounds start to be able to play a few lovely tunes. It's similar with the practice in the beginning. It's, it can be a wonder what on earth we are doing here. Why did we ever sign up for this retreat? And then as we keep practicing, Our experience changes. But if we don't stay with it, then we will never discover the the peace and the, the wonders, really, that the body and our awareness have to offer us. It's a practice of coming back, staying with, being curious about, not in an intellectual way, but just in an interested way, being interested in what is going on here in this body, in this mind. Where is it leading? Is it just keeping us running around and around in circles? Or can we change our habits? Can we make a radical shift to just dropping into this experience of being here with this perfectly imperfect body, this perfectly imperfect mind? Can we just be with this?
Thank you for that practice. So each uh, morning we have instructions. This practice sets up the day, the rest of the day. So work with it, be with it as it unfolds. And um, we just have a few announcements I wanted to share as soon as I open this page. So there's a few things. One is um, we have the board, you know, the community board where the communications of note writing for the retreat coordinators. So just, you know, don't forget to sign your name with your last last name initial so we know who you are, who who to respond to. And same with the teacher's notes. If you have a note or a question, please sign your name. We can't respond without a name and and just being mindful of of that practice of you know inquiry you know less is more <laughs> unless there's a real need or a real question or something that is arising that you need to convey to one of us or all of us we will have um practice sign up sheets for um, the stillness meditation, just to be up here and basically just to be the body that represents the practice leader. It's silent. You just ring the bell and we'll have that. And we also will have bell ringers. We haven't, we haven't spoke about that team. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, yes, yeah, so we'll have, please sign up for bell ringers. That would be great. That would be helpful. And to really, you know, if you have this big bell, we want to hear it all the way down to the village. <laughs> We've, so bang really loudly, you know, so people can hear in their rooms as well. Yeah, the outside big bell, right, when you walk up. <laughs> Yes, not in here. <laughs> and we will have, um, you know, as I said yesterday, and I know you were just arriving, I'm just going to repeat myself, it's, um, there are certain times not to be missed because it really sets up the continuity of this practice all week. And one is the instructions at 8.30. And today we have Kimber will be doing um, posture right where you're at and, and what, you know, to really work with that. And so please don't miss that, 1030. And we'll have eating instructions at 12, how to, you know, bring mindfulness to eating. And um, see what else. Then we have our 230 Ramavaharas instructions. And I really, you know, the heart qualities to work with, which is a lovely partnering with the meditation. So please don't miss that. So 8.30, 10.30, 2.30, and 7 o'clock Dharma Talk. 
And in between, you know, we invite you to rest if you need to. You know, or to go for a lovely walk right now. It's sunny, beautiful. And we'll be talking um, more about um, formally walking as well. How to practice with walking in a formal way. And anything else, team? Am I missing? Yes, please. Just to offer a safety point about walking around the land here, there was heavy rains, as we know, and so the land shifts and it's soft. And last time I was here last month, um, some of the trails were kind of lost in that. So I'm not quite sure how the trails are looking now. So I also suggest not to go too far not to hike, hike, especially these first couple of days. Allow yourself to be within the contents of this um, immediate campus. And maybe later on, as you understand your practice and where you are, and as the land dries and the sun does what the sun does, then maybe go a little bit further. So more from a safety perspective. And if you do take one of the loop trails let the retreat coordinator know. Okay, just stop in the office, let them know you're going on one of the loops. We can be mindful of each other's whereabouts in that way. Okay, thank you. I'd like to let folks know that the schedule today says that there's guided movement in the afternoon, but the guided movement will actually start tomorrow. So we only have the postural class this morning at 10.30. Um, no guided movement this afternoon. Those will be more walking periods or solo practice. And then tomorrow we'll, have, we'll start having two guided movement practices. And I'll talk more about that um, during the postural session at 10.30. Thanks. I'm going to give a little walking instructions. But before I do that, I just wanted to bring your awareness. We do live among lots of cr little critters and creatures. And, and you know, um, it's really in the summer where the rattle, baby rattlesnakes are bored and, you know, and the snakes. And we do have them around and ticks. And, you know, so um, the retreat coordinators are really good at taking the ticks out. So maybe just covering yourself up. Um, if you don't know where, um, what poison oak or poison ivy, it's not in its full bloom, but just being aware of where you're stepping. And um, let me just touch upon a little bit of the walking instructions. You know, um, you have the walking area upstairs, and you also have, if you go down these stairs, you'll have walking areas also downstairs. And also there's an invitation to do some self-movement and stretching there. And um, we prefer if you use the upper hall for walking, 
that you don't do the long way, you do the short. So there's a few of you share it. It can you know, accompany many people. So keeping that in mind. And then, of course, there's the paths around. So in a formal way, we just really, um, it's not about doing, going off and <laughs> going for a hike. That's a different intention. It really is the intention to practice while moving. And with the walking, you just choose like maybe 10 yards in front of you. And um, you just, you know, really what we're doing is bringing our awareness, our mindful awareness into the movement itself, you know, lifting, you know, raising the, the leg, moving it forward, dropping it. And even another step would be to when it drops and feels the land, landing on the earth to feel the pressure of the earth. And then just, again, awareness with the other leg. And then it's just this constant awareness of lifting. So, of course, you know, many people are like, they're in the land of zombie land, <laughs> not just everyone walking slowly and mindfully. And, you know, just be in your natural rhythm energetically. It's not a forced practice. It's a practice of awareness. And, um, and, and when you want to take a look around, because it can be beautiful, you may see something beautiful, notice you just pause, you stop. And you just, you know, seeing, seeing, you know, noticing, and then coming back, understanding the pause, and then again, start walking. And then you just do the same thing, you pause, you conscious of turning and walking again. And we're training the mind. And of course, the mind does what the mind does. It may Stories may arise or whatever it may be. Just come back to the attention of lifting, moving the leg forward, dropping, feeling the pressure of the foot on the earth. And then doing it again with the next leg. It's a practice, so you keep bringing the mind back. So we can do mindfulness in everything. You know, as we, our hand touched the door, moving the door open in, moving through it. We can bring our, you know, we're slowing down in that way, understanding step-by-step step practice. And for an alternative movement. I'm going to pass to you, Aya. You have a beautiful one. So for those um, for whom walking is not um, an option or it, or it is, is difficult, um, there's this very... It's, there's a beautiful practice which is which can be used as an alternative to walking meditation. I actually learned it not as an alternative, just as a practice in itself. And uh, but it does work very beautifully as an alternative to walking. And I'm going to stand up to show you, but it can be done sitting down or even laying down if for those who are unwell and have to lay down. I hope you can see me, okay? 
So it's, uh, I learned this from my first teacher, Mechi Batomwan, who is a Thai meditation master, a woman, nun. And you start with your, with your arm at uh, 45 degrees to your body and your fingers together. And then you move, you open the fingers and you move and then you stop and you put your fingers together. Open, move, stop, together. You do that four times in that right angle, and then you do the same back, and you you keep your attention on the on the hand. So just let's do it, just do it for a moment. So when you're moving, so it's when you're still, the fingers are together, and when you're moving, the fingers are apart, and when you stop. They're together again, you move them apart. So this practice um, keeps uh, it's in a similar way to when we're walking, you feel the you lift the foot and there's the movement and then there's the contact, and then you lift the next foot and there's the movement and the contact. So it's similar with the hand. And it's like when the, when you're still, it's similar to the foot on the ground. When it's still, the fingers are together, you feel the contact of your fingers together. And as you move, you open that up and there's this openness and movement and then you stop and there's the contact again. So it's simply staying with that ever-changing experience of, of, our, of the sensations in the hand. So you can do that sitting or um, laying down. If I don't know, think there is anybody here who needs to lay down at this time, but it can be done also in laying down posture. And uh, it's, it's surprisingly uh, settling once you stay with it. Okay. And I think the last announcement, no other announcements, team? Okay. Is that um, we would like to leave first, just because there's a lot of, you know, the restrooms are limited. So, so especially tomorrow, because we have groups, and we only have a short amount of time between now and going to attend to ourselves and then meet you there. So just bringing that awareness there. And and just a, for me, it's an opportunity um, to just practice, you know, the cultivation of not only witnessing but presence. You know, it's still keeping that reciprocity of sacred relationship. And there's no separation but just holding us in a caring way. And as we hold you. So thank you. Have a wonderful, um, you know, break between now. It's we're going to start with the walking and come back at ten thirty here. Thank you. <laughs>